this year, um, maybe more so than any other year uh, in a very, very long time, uh, it's important for people to realize what businesses they have around their community. That was Brian Hibbert. Brian and his wife, Laura, run Fundy Treasures, our guest on this week's podcast. Stay informed, get involved. Welcome to the Great Amber's Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cameron. Welcome back to the Great Amber's Podcast, everybody. Uh, I'm so pleased this week I'm joined by Brian Hibbert and uh, Laura Thompson. They run Fundy Treasures in Joggins. Um, So they started Fundy Treasures in 2014. They make candles. They make uh, lots of products centered around Joggins and Bay of Fundy. Uh, And they also run a lot of tours, tours of Joggins Fossil Cliffs. They do mineral tours up around Parisboro. They do a lot of things to really promote our area and our our region. Uh, We had a a great conversation. Um, Laura talked a lot about how her living overseas and her traveling really kind of tuned her into the benefit of tourism for areas. Uh, Brian grew up in the area and and his passion for his hometown, Joggins, geology, the whole area just comes through a lot in this interview. So I hope everybody enjoys this one. Uh, they are still running their tours now. You can fi- find more information on their website, fundytreasures.ca, to book a tour, to get down, to look at their products. Lots of things. This was a, I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope that you do too. I think Brian and Laura are doing a great uh, job in their area and I think it's important and we touched on that it's important for us to support our area, our community and our local businesses. Once again, if you're enjoying the episodes, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to the show. Uh, that way you'll make sure you don't miss any future episodes. And now here's Brian and Laura. Everybody, welcome back to the uh, Great Amherst Podcast. Today I'm joined by Brian and Laura with uh, Fundy Treasures. So Fundy Treasures is a business located in Joggins that they've been, they started planning in 2013 and opened their doors in 2014. So Brian and Laura, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Can you start with, tell us, tell us about Fundy Treasures. What do you offer? What do you, what do you do? So we create and produce gifts for retail and wholesale. Mm-hmm. And we also give fossil and mineral tours along the Bay of Fundy. Okay. So nutshell. <laughs> right. So, and what are some of the products? What are some of the things you produce? A few different things. So um, a lot of people know us for our soy candles. So we try to incorporate... Um, different things that we find along the shore in the candles. So like tumbled agate stones or beach glass, um, different types of crystals like amethyst or quartz crystals. And then we kind of branched out from there and we started doing some other gemstones. We include like pewter gifts for um, like birthdays or celebrations and things like that. All right. And so those are the products. And then what about... Those those are just the candles. Oh, sorry, the candles. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay make soap in um, like different shapes, like different gemstones and things like that. We put the tumbled agate inside the soap as well. Um, Brian makes uh, stone guitar picks and jewelry, mm. Scotia stone. Some of those got, like they've been used. So like, so there's some pretty big people that they've have bought the stone picks, right? And have used them. Yes. Yeah, so- quite a few of the people uh, that might've seen like on our website, 
Uh, we were lucky enough to go to the Canadian Country Music Awards, but we also shipped them about once a month down to Nashville to a lot of artists that people just aren't familiar with, but they're very, they're good size, they're good names, actually. Hmm. Um, bigger names. And we know when people are sharing them and, t- and talking about them because that's when we'll get a little order of them. Uh, okay. so like bluegrass festivals and things like that. You can tell when people are, are passing them around and say, hey, try this and see how it sounds. Because it is a completely different sound when you use it. Hmm. So that's just one of the products that we do. I do a lot of stone work. Uh, Laura takes care of all like the candles and soaps. And then we work together on a, on a wooden line of nautical goods. So we do paddles and buoys and all the products have to do with the Bay of Fundy, Nova Scotia, being from here. Um, the more local, the better in our, in our mind. And a lot of our customers are that way as well. Even though we branched out in our wholesale accounts go um, across Canada and we've just kind of branched in the last year uh, into the United States as well with a couple of wholesale accounts. Um, we're trying to get out there. We, it's mm-hmm. just the two of us for now. Right. Okay. Um, but it's getting to the point and actually probably has been to the point for two years now where we, we should be thinking about doing uh, expanding with some more employees or with some employees. Mm. Uh, but that will come. This year is a little different, as everybody knows. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that, 2020. Different year. That's the best yeah, way to put it. You have to scale back a little bit and uh, try to survive, really. Mm-hmm. That's how it really is. The, it's the truth. When you hear a lot of people saying they don't know if they're going to make it, um, they're telling you the truth. Yeah. So it's really hard on a lot of businesses this year. Yeah. Um, you know, our businesses also... Um, took a hit, especially because we start really ramping up our year in April and everything started to fall apart at that time. Um, a lot of the, the bigger shows, the trade shows, the wholesale shows were all canceled. And a lot of our friends, we have, uh, we have a few friends that are no longer have businesses now. Yeah, I know. Um, which is a shame. And, but some of them were a little older. So they end up saying, Hey, I'm at the age now where I'm not going to go through this and, uh, we're just going to get out of it. Yeah, I've done it, done this before, gone through these things before. Don't want to do it again, and and they make that choice. But you guys are still, you're still doing because we talked about this briefly. Like you're gearing up now that things are opening again to encourage and promote sort of the tour side of the business. So can you tell us a bit more about that? We talked about the products. What about the tours? What are the things that you offer that way? Well, I'll just mention that during the the shutdown, um, Laura spent a lot of time developing a brand new website. Mm. Um, I think it looks great. And I agree. I agree. Um, I added some photos, but that's about it. Yeah. And, uh, but our booking site is much easier to use now. It's uh, We had it set up before where you'd have to email us and we would figure out the time, the tie times together and whatever mm. would work for the visitor. But now they can just go on to whatever date they would like to come. It says what the tie times are and what time uh, the tour would be. So we've had a lot of uh, success with that so far. Um, but we're just here to let people know that you know, it's something that you can do outside. It's very safe. We take a lot of protocols. We contacted Dr. Strang ourselves mm-hmm. uh, and got a uh, response from him. So it's it's a really safe thing to do, and it's a lot of fun, and the weather is great. <laughs> so what what do you actually, like, where do you go on the tours? What are the things that you do if somebody books one? Well, for almost 30 years now, I've been giving tours of the Joggins Fossil Clips. Uh, way before the center was here, mm. uh, I was doing it as a young boy. It was my first little job that I created for myself. Um, so I take them down there. We go for three or four hours and you learn about the fossil cliffs, mm. not just, you know, seeing fossils. It's not a lecture. It's about, it's like this, it's a conversation. We have a mm-hmm. lot of fun. 
and you end up finding some really amazing things that you've never seen before. I also give mineral tours, like crystal tours of down in the Parsboro Shore area, um, where you can find amazing crystals that are one of a kinds in the world that people come from all over the world when you're able to travel. Um, they come to this part of the world to look for those things. And we do a similar one in the Annapolis Valley, uh, down around the Cape Split, Cape Blominant area. Um, and our most, well, our most unique tour is one that we give down in the Annapolis Valley. And next year we'll be giving it in the Parsboro Shore area. And it's our jewelry tour. We call it our Fundy okay. Treasure. And it's a three-hour tour. You're on the beach finding your own gemstones. And I help you discover and how to identify them. And then we have a three-course meal. Oh, after. nice. And if the weather's really nice, we'll have it on the beach. But if yeah. not, we'll have it back at the restaurant. And then after we're done eating our meal, um, the, the visitor will sit down with me, help design their jewelry, mm. and I'll take it home, cut it, and make it. Oh, nice. Uh, and in a few weeks' time, they get a, a little treasure box in the mail. And mm. in the treasure box is a bunch of goodies that they had no idea they were going to get, plus their custom piece of jewelry um, that is theirs forever. Oh, nice. This, that's, yeah. That sounds like a, like a fantastic family outing, like a team outing, just any of that sort of stuff. It is some corporations that like to do it as well as like uh, team building and mm -hmm. leadership kind of things. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you can't do that anywhere else in the world other than here. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, I, I want to come back to that just for a second. As you said, what I thought was interesting, Brian, you kind of grew up here, right? There may be a slight argument that maybe the idea for Fundy Treasure started 30 years ago, not just 2013, but <laughs> if you're I doing have, it as a kid. I'll be honest. Laura knows this. I have no, I've, I'm very big on notebooks and yeah. taking notes down. And I have notebooks that go back that far and yeah. ideas with uh, little small businesses and things like that. So it has been growing, you know, before we started, we both had different careers mm -hmm. and uh, we just wanted to make a, a new start and try something completely different and uh, be our own boss. Hmm. And I'd like to come back to sort of what you were doing before, but Laura, you grew up on sort of the other side of the minus basin, like down yeah. in the Valleyway. So you're kind of familiar with that part of the, the province as well. I am, but even though I grew up there, like I knew my grandfather used to go to Blomidon and collect amethyst, but I had no idea about the other minerals that you could find there. Right. That's interesting for me now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So I was going to ask before we move on too much from this, Brian and Laura, do you, do either of you want to take a minute to maybe talk about what we actually have, like why that area is so special? And like why the Joggins and why this area is so special because it, yeah, it is. And it is. Um, well, I'll be honest. All Cumberland County is really special. Mm, true. I, I could talk just as well about Northern uh, Cumberland County as, as Southern Cumberland County, but because we live down this way, I'll stay to this area. Um, Joggins has been studied for almost 200 years now uh, by scientists from around the world. Um, but even if those scientists didn't come here, it's a beautiful spot and it has things that nobody else has in the world. It was designated as a UNESCO site back in 2008. And then just recently, if you continue down the coast, down towards the Parsboro Shore area, from Apple River to DeBert, um, it's a brand new UNESCO geopark. And it's uh, Canada's fourth or fifth. There's two. There's one in Newfoundland and one on the Parsboro Shore. It's called the Cliffs of Fundy Geopark. Mm -hmm. uh, they both got designated this year. And it's a 125 to 130 kilometer stretch where uh, they show off the geology, the history, and the culture of the area. So it's, it's a continuation of sort of the same idea of Joggins. Joggins being a UNESCO World Heritage Site. 
mm-hmm. um, and then making its way right down to Truro. You could have a whole week's worth of adventure um, where you can go on a tour, you can go kayaking, you could go fishing. You could, there's so many things to do and that's not including the, the food and the drink. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm partial to the adventure kind of stuff and tourism. Right. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's going to eat, but what are you going to do to get a good appetite? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Explore the cliffs at Joggins. So yeah. if we go back to it, what you, you started planning in 2013, you opened in 2014. What, what were you both doing before? <laughs> um, so after high school, yeah. I went to St. Mary's mm-hmm. and that's actually where Brian and I met about 20 years ago now. Um, yeah, <laughs> we kind of went our own separate ways, had our own kind of career. So after St. Mary's, um, I went to Fort Kent in Maine. Okay. I took my Bachelor of Education mm-hmm. and became an elementary school teacher. And I taught for a while in Canada. And then yeah. I went to a job fair and there was an opportunity to go teach overseas. So oh, nice. I to Korea for six years. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I taught over there, and then I spent about a year in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and then moved back to Canada. And meanwhile, Brian was doing his own thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, after we so started, I, I was going to say I do have to ask Laura, what city were you in in Vietnam? Oh, I was in uh, Ho Chi Minh. Yeah, Saigon. Oh. Yeah. Did you? How long? Sorry, I, I got to get off track a little bit. How long? How long did it take you to get used to um, just just stepping out into the streets and walking and just getting and having all the scooters? So I had already had some experience over in Korea, so it wasn't as overwhelming. Yeah. But even between those two countries, they are very different. Yeah. So um, being in Korea, not knowing the language, not knowing where I was, um, it's just very overwhelming, but you get used to it. And then um, at the particulars, uh, in the particular part of the city where I was teaching, there were actually other Maritimers there and even people from like my own hometown. Okay. <laughs> <So> <laughs> even though they were there. Yeah, you go that far and run into them again. Yeah. So yeah. we had our own kind of expat community, which really helped out and it was really supportive. And then going over to Vietnam, that's completely different. Um, Less it's a bit more intense. Sure, I guess, yeah. Yeah. So motorbikes everywhere. They don't stop. You have no. to really look where you're going so you don't get run over, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're but, on your own. Yeah. yeah. The food in both places was something that stuck out. And the scenery. It's amazing. Yeah, very different. Sorry. Sorry, I had to kind of go off a little bit. So but so <laughs> Laura, you were teaching and you were teaching in Canada before you started Funny Treasures. And then so Brian, what were you? What were you doing before you decided to take this plunge? Yeah, so she was uh, actually teaching in Alberta. Okay. And, and then she moved uh, back to Nova Scotia, and that's when we kind of reconnected. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, I was working with the Department of Tourism, uh, working, uh, trying to make my way up in that. And but the thing is, with those jobs, um, you don't move up very quickly. In that. So I, I talked to my boss at the time, Frank Trenum, actually, who recently passed away. And he's a great guy. And uh, we talked about how long it would take for me to move up. And we figured it was going to be about 12 years. Yeah. And uh, I liked my job a lot. And I had some ideas on tourism. Uh, Were you out here at the border? I was. Um, I was lucky enough to, to travel a bit, though, with it. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the trips I went with, um, 
I went for the Tall Ships Festival in Toronto, and we really okay. got to promote the province. Mm-hmm. And I got to promote this area. Um, and people were like, well, we've heard of all these other things, like the Cabot Trail, Peggy's Cove. When you start telling about the Bay of Fundy and the details, uh, that gets, you know, there's interest there. So you have a crowd of people really interested in coming to see. And um, I always like tourism. I mm-hmm. like the, the geotourism kind of thing, bring both together. Uh, so I just wasn't going to move up quick enough. And I talked to Laura. I said, I have this plan. Are you interested? And we talked about it. And we kind of both jumped in. Uh, yeah. We, both just kind we, of also, in. we also had just started a family as well. So we uh, had a baby girl. And so that was kind of another. Was that a reason to do it? Or to he- hesitant to do it? How did that play into sort of. We wanted to stay home with her as much as possible. So that was kind of another driving. It became a driving yeah. force. Um, at first, it was really just to do something different and do it together. Mm. But then, um, as she was coming, uh, we knew that date. And it was going to be one of those things where let's spend more time with each other mm-hmm. than it at home. So it's all worked out very well since 2014. And uh, we've steadily increased our uh, our revenues every year. And that's all you can ask for, really. Um, we meet a lot of, we've met a lot of people over the last, uh, six or seven years that have started up and are no longer around. So yes, yeah. you hear a lot of numbers and yeah. So uh, as I was going to say, so it was sort of your, your initial idea or initial sort of spark behind it, Brian, what was Laura, what, what was your sort of first initial reaction when, when Brian came and said, I think we should do this. Well, having traveled a lot myself, um, like I've been to a lot of different countries where like tours, like New Zealand, for example, has amazing tourism. And so it was exciting to travel there and then bring, you know, some of those ideas back here. Like Mm -hmm. let's promote this area. Which I uh, thought was great because I've never been over there. I've never been to Vietnam either. So her to be able to let me know what's going on there Mm. and have her enthusiasm um, shine through. It really, it got us on the right track of how can we make it exciting here for people. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you think the, cause it was 2000, yeah, 2008, you said when Joggins was designated as UNESCO heritage site. Yes. How much of a role does that play in sort of the development of the tourist area here? That's a good question. Um, well, we have to go back a little bit. Back in the 1980s, there was a small museum that was put up in Joggins by a gentleman that um, passed away in 2016. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Don Reed, and he, uh, he collected a bunch of fossils over his life, and he opened a little family-run museum. And he would also take tours down on the beach. Yeah. And uh, I first saw Don on the beach in probably 90 or 91, and became friends uh, for almost 25 years. And uh, so he gave tours, and I was giving tours not long after that. And uh, we were the only two, really. And then the Fossil Center came in 2008. Yeah. And I actually helped develop their tours for them at the time. Okay. Uh, a lot of the fossils I was able to donate as well that are in the museum today. Uh, Don and I, the majority of the fossils in the collection are from Don and myself. Right. Don donated his entire collection um, after his business was uh, was purchased, and uh, yeah, it was just it's a it's an amazing building, mm. and uh, we're just hoping that more people come. Uh, it's been twelve years, and 
we're trying to like we go to normally go to saltscapes and large yeah. conventions to let people know, hey, uh, this place is still you know there's yeah. new stuff being found all the time. There's new fossils being found all the time, and it's one of those things. It's not just for kids. Uh, mm-hmm. When you get here and you experience it, um, even as an adult, I've seen people get really addicted to kind of geology and kind of searching and the hunt for it. Mm. So one of those things, if you give it a chance, yeah, uh, it pays dividends. And there's kind of the we touched on it a bit. There's kind of one of those things of like like not exploring your own backyard, going like because I remember um, I think it was our grade three class trip, like growing up in town. I think we went or it was to Parsboro. Um, yeah, we went through, we went to Parsboro, we went to Joggins. There's somebody who has like, I forget his name, has a house with all these miniatures out front. Oh, yeah. That's Bud Johnson. Yeah, so that's we stopped the there. Great. Yeah. Uh, that's the Harry Models building. That's in River Hibbert. That's still there. And, uh, you know, as kids, you'd see it, but then as an adult, it kind of just, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, you never think about it. You never think about it, but it's really an amazing spot. Yeah. And I remember, and even as a kid, I remember going to the Joggins and just walking down on the beach and just, picking up fossils and taking them home and going, look what I found. I mean, I didn't know. And I mean, so I enjoyed it. I liked it. It's probably good that we don't do that anymore, but it's sort of. uh, You mean with the laws and everything? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. I can be honest. um, You're, you're probably what? 38. Yeah. 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 Um, How old were you when you did that? 10. If that old, if not younger than that it was already illegal it was already illegal at that time yeah so yeah probably just nobody there to stop it the the government realized back then that if you as a small child was able to take a small fossil off the beach you had an interest in that yeah and maybe that would spur on your interest in science maybe you would tell somebody else about it Mm -hmm. and say hey this is an amazing spot yeah you know it's not a scientifically important thing then you can you know share that interest because you see a lot of kids that are really, really interested in dinosaurs and fossils. Yeah, I see that in Parsboro and Joggins. It's one of those amazing. And you kind of forget that there is that, like there is the uh, the dinosaur museum in Parsboro as well. Like there is a lot in the area. It's a really different time period over there. So when people come, like this past weekend, uh, we were lucky enough to have a, a really nice family uh, from down the valley. And they came and did the fossil tour on Saturday and then did the mineral tour on Sunday. So they experienced okay. both time periods different time periods all together and different types of rocks and they you know the kids were very interested uh but they were even more interested when they went home right we got an email from their mother saying you know uh it couldn't have been better things like that mm. it's, yeah. and that's what we want we want people to have a great time and we want the tours to be so thorough that you can then go to other beaches and enjoy any beach that you go to and see it differently than you normally would a lot of people, I get a lot of emails. What do you think this is? What do you think this is? And if they, if people take the tour, then they could pretty much identify themselves. I don't mind answering the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were interested enough, if they wanted to do something like that, um, they can learn a lot in a short amount of time. Mm. So do you have a background in geology or either paleontology took, or archaeology or? I took uh, geology and biology at St. Mary's. Okay. Um, but I, I did teach myself a lot before I went there. So you know, like introductory geology when first year, second year, mm-hmm. uh, I could be honest. Um, all kids should take all their science courses, but I wasn't learning anything because I was lucky enough that I was uh, reading the right material and I met the right people. Mm. I met some really interesting geologists and I asked the right questions. I loved going to the library back then. And my librarian was able to 
get me certain types of books and papers that I was looking for, even if she had to send away for them. And I'd get photocopies of those. And so it was like a, it was pretty serious when I was a kid and it kind of still is today. Even the, um, I think he's still the provincial geologist or chief geologist or head ge- geologist is, has a good connection to Amherst as well. Cause is John Calder still the. Actually recently retired. Recently retired. Okay. Uh, recently retired, uh, just like a month ago, but yeah, he's from Nat. He went to uh, Amherst Regional High. Um, yeah, his brother Paul and sister Anne. They're yeah. John was uh, the senior geologist for Nova Scotia for I think it was about thirty or thirty-five years, and he was actually the very first geologist I met on the beach when I was probably twelve. And we still have a picture of that. The day that we met, he took a picture. Um, yeah, and we just we just had dinner with him yesterday or the day before yesterday. And uh, he's a great guy, and we get along very well. We've worked a lot together on different research projects, but more importantly, we're just really good friends. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And so how about you, Laura? What was your background? Did you know much about geology and this no. before? You- <laughs> <laughs> when I met Brian in university, um, he showed me maps of where he was from. And he showed me pictures, and he had some fossils in a collection and um, showed them to me and explained them to me. But growing up, I had never been to Joggins um, mm. or this the whole shore really it's probably the only place in the province i had never been yeah. so when i actually came here it was really it's interesting so i was seeing it for the first time mm-hmm. we did take archaeology together yes we did ah, gotcha okay <laughs> nice there's um there's a connection there for sure yeah, it goes way back it it is like you say sort of the the time period like i think we forget what we have in joggins and parsborough like this connection to that history and so I get, the other thing I'm wondering is maybe you have an opinion or an idea on this. Like if somebody says, well, why, why is it important to study or know or learn about this stuff? Like it's, you know, it's just, you know, rocks and gems and things like that. Like, do you have a, or if well, a kid says that to you? I always have an opinion on anything. Really. <laughs> That's what I figured. I, I was going to take a guess, but what, uh, what's your comment or what do you? Well, if, if anything, even if it is just an old rock or if it's a shiny stone, um, perhaps a kid will get something out of that to make them want to go to a, some kind of post-secondary education. Um, if anything, that's the most important. Hmm. Uh, but studying, you know, geology, uh, it's so many, it's an umbrella science. Um, if you can go into hard rock geology or soft rock geology, um, you know, paleontology answers a lot of questions with, it, it teams up with biology and talks about you know, some evolutionary sciences and things like that. But even if you just wanted to go in for hard rock for like uh, oil or gold or anything like that, uh, certain areas can really benefit from that. Like we're seeing a huge impact down um, near Halifax and Moose River gold mines. Lots of really good paying jobs. And, uh, you know, people are really benefiting from this. And that's all from geology. Mm-hmm. And you look up here and you have the museum and there's some locals that work at the museum. Uh, they're getting a job because of geology and they're, you know, explaining the history of the area and there's a bit of culture and and uh, history there as well uh, but that's with any geology you have to kind of talk about those um, so all geology i think is important all sciences are very important um, it's not one of those things if you know people with their uh, everyday things that they do um, if they really realized how much geology has impacted their lives like you know the walls of their i know you're in construction uh the gyprock that's up on the walls 
that comes from gypsum that has to be mined somewhere. And for the longest amount of time, it used to be mined down by Windsor. And that was the largest gypsum mine in the world. And I remember being a kid down by Parsboro, seeing these huge gypsum boats coming out of the Minas Basin, having to go through the Minas gut there. And uh, there's talks about maybe reopening those. So uh, that's just one aspect of one part of a house that... Yeah, exactly. 100% with geology. Yeah, you're not even talking about the fuel we use to heat houses or even like... I mean, we don't do it so much now, but even like Spring Hill and the coal mines, right. you know, I mean, that's connected to this now. Now it's probably good that we moved on from that, but. Um, well, I remember being a kid, there was a guy on the beach here in Joggins. Um, he's gone now. He passed away. Uh, he would collect coal off the beach and burn it in the wintertime. Right. So it's, there's lots of ways to look at things. <laughs> I was going to say, it's sort of talking about the uh, geology and paleontology. I haven't done this much less, but I spent a lot of time watching a dinosaur train on PBS with our daughter. I don't, have you, have you come across that one? Our daughter is five, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of connected into that. And it's, it's, um, I know it's paleontology different than geology, but it's kind of interesting where it is. They talk so much about the science and they talk so much about, and they don't shy away from, we'll say the language of science hypothesis or hypotheses and paleontologists. And I think actually, um, Dan, the paleontologist, I think, talked in Halifax at some point in the last year or whatever. Oh, that's great. Um, anyway, one of the things that I always kind of find most interesting about that, and you mentioned on sort of the timeframes, is like when we talk about like how long ago that was, like like the Joggins fossil cliffs and everything there, that we're talking millions of years. Well, the, the, middle, the middle of the section is 315 million years. That's the middle of the section. It goes back as far as about 320 to 325. Um, down in Parsboro, there are some rocks that are kind of equivalent in age, but most of the rocks that people are are familiar with in Parsboro, like Five Islands, Two yeah. Islands, um, Partridge Island, people places like that, those are about 200 to 205 million years old. So there's a hundred million years difference in those rocks, and it's very hard to comprehend that number because we're not used to it because we're only around if we're lucky for a hundred of them, right? So yeah, I know there was one that I I think it came from Dinosaur Train. And it was talking about dinosaurs and made the comment that it was like, I think we, I forget the exact dinosaurs they use, like to put that in time frame. We've lived, cl- we people live closer to like, I think it was Stegosaurus than Stegosaurus lived to like Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like those time frames, it was, I forget the exact dinosaurs, but, and so you get in thinking about like just the age of this stuff and you go in, it kind of gets, actually, we spent a lot of time traveling or like even like when we lived in Japan traveling around there and you see buildings that are a thousand years old. Yes. It puts this week in a different kind of perspective, <laughs> right? Like I you go, yeah, same with, okay, that, that rocks 200 million years old. Yes. Oh, it kind of keeps everything in a different perspective. Well, when I'm on the tour and I, I say these numbers, uh, sometimes, cause I, I know this is going to happen. Um, I'll just say them nonchalantly. And then I'll say, you know, it's 200 million years old and just give them a second to co- try to mm-hmm. try to comprehend that. Cause yeah. most of the time um, people just start to laugh because that's the release. You have to do something. So the release is, oh, I can't understand that. Well, nobody can understand that long ago, but you're right with the, um, the differences between the ages, like dinosaurs were around for 150 million years. That's we've been around for 250,000 years. Yeah. People have lived in Cumberland County for 10 or 15 <laughs> longer than that even if it's 25 or fifty thousand years yeah yeah i think all the um 
the, down in the Burt, it goes back to about 13,000. They've, they've uh, carbon dated back to about 13,000, the, the Mi'kmaq. Yeah. There's a beautiful site down there. And that's actually the beginning of that geo park I was telling you about. Mm. And uh, it's great because we've actually kind of reformatted our tours a little bit. And we talk more about the whole geo park. And uh, so people kind of get excited to come back to this area. So actually, Laura, I, I want to go back sort of the beginning and ask you about um, what was the what was the first product you said? Let's make this. When we first opened, we wanted to start making our own products because that was starting to trend. So the yeah. stone guitar picks were one of the first um, jewelry, the candles, and we had a recycled clothing line. <laughs> okay, called the Green Crow, and um, it was made from fabrics that were 100% recycled from ketchup bottles, um, Sprite bottles, water bottles, and each color um, was that color because of the recycled product it came from. So they shredded mm-hmm. down that plastic and the color st- within the plastic dyed the, the clothing itself. So we thought that was really cool. A lot of people um, actually did like it. And yeah. um, we, we had the idea of maybe bring that process to Cumberland County. Mm-hmm. And one of those things in the back of our head that we'd still like to do in time, because the company that we were teaming up with to do that um, isn't really a company anymore. Uh, they had some hard times in the States and, uh, but in the back of my head, it's one of those things that maybe down the road we can do something like that because, you know, we're trying to do whatever we can with the recycled materials that we have and we can't sell them off to anybody. We might, we should use them here. Do it that way. And then, then do you remember what was the, what was the first product that you sold? Do you remember what? Um, uh, shortly after Sadie was born, she was born in August, and in September, we did our first farmer's market in um, Amherst. <laughs> and we had about maybe 10 candles on our table, a few pieces of jewelry, some of the clothing, and that was it. And see where we were then to now is crazy. The first purchase was a candle. Though. Yeah. yeah. And so so let's go back to that. The day before you went to that farmer's market, what how were you feeling? Do you remember what that was like? Well, before we started our business, like we, we had no intention of doing that sort of thing. Like it wasn't really on the forefront of our mind to go to markets or shows or eventually end up in wholesale or retail. We just wanted to have our own little shop in Joggins where we sold things. And um, so it was a little bit. Um, yeah, to be honest, that was what she just said is or... we wanted a little retail shop, a little yeah. gift boutique shop. And we thought the tourists were coming and it turned out the tourists weren't coming as, as much as the, uh, we were maybe told, or it just didn't occur that way. Um, because this would have been, you know, uh, five or six years after the UNESCO designation and by the numbers, it should have been like 50 to 60,000 people a year and growing. And, uh, it's, it's really hard to get people to come to your area. So it's, it's still steady around 12, 13, 14 um, per year, 1,000 per year. So we realized quickly that we're not going to be able to do everything in Joggin, so we had to expand. Mm. So like Laura said, we started doing the farmer's markets, and people were super nice, and uh, we learned really quickly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, there, there's something to be said for is it's the people who start. You learn, like you go into anything, and you think, okay, this is what I think it should be. And then you start, and very quickly, Something tells you, no, no, that's not it. 
this is what it's got to be. And it sounds very much like for the two of you that you yeah, learned like our core kind of things, but just the, the business model has changed, mm-hmm. even though part of the original business model has kind of started to come back into focus yeah. for a while. We had to kind of, most of our sales were outside of Cumberland County. Most of our sales outside of Joggins. Like um, we did farmer's markets and Christmas shows and spring shows mm-hmm. all over the province. We went everywhere, Halifax, Yarmouth, up to Heartland in New Brunswick, Moncton, Shediac, everywhere, over to PEI. And did you take Sadie with you when you were oh, yeah. doing all the shows? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> the great thing is that the Christmas show, she was in, um, we had a, a... Like a stroller and she'd sleep yeah. through most of it. Yeah. But then as she started to get older, she'd stay with her grandparents. We had a little portable crib too that we would bring. And it was just in the back, like five or 10 feet. Yeah. And people would say, oh, who's in that? And she'd poke her head up. And, <laughs> yeah. People would love it. And then you were both recognized, was it last year or the year before, by the Chamber of Commerce, by the yes. Amherst Area Chamber of Commerce? March, I believe it was. Yeah. yeah. And you were the... You, of the year. Yeah, exporter of the year. Yeah. So That was a great honor. Uh, we just, like we said, we try to work hard and try to improve every year. And that's all you can ask for. If you do a little bit better than you did last year, it will slowly grow. It comes a time if you want to make a move that you make your move. This was supposed to be our year <laughs> to make the move. So, but we had to repivot and uh, think about it a little bit more. We do have. I was going to help- say, let's talk about that a bit then. So, cause yeah, 2020 has been, uh, yeah, 2020 has been 2020. What were some of the things that the two of you did to, sort of adapt and yeah, sort of adapt to what's going on right now. We were lucky to have a wholesale show in February that hadn't been canceled. So we were able to see a lot of our retailers there and keep those relationships. And get some um, new ones too. Yeah, we got some new ones as well. Um, but then March came and people were starting, the retailers were starting to defer those accounts because they weren't, nobody was sure what was going to happen. Um, in the meantime, um, we worked with a company called My Home Apparel in Truro, mm-hmm. and they um, kind of did a play on when uh, Premier McNeil said, "Stay the blaze is home." Yeah, right. I knew I knew I knew I knew the name. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so they kind of put a call out for different companies to work with them on that. So we came out with a "Stay the Blaze is Home" candle. Um, and that um, spurred up a lot of online business for us. So that was good. And, and all then, the profits um, from that candle yeah. uh, were donated to the QE2. Yeah. And was it over? We made, we donated around $2,000. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They were very appreciative of it. And just something that we wanted to do because we had time to do it. Like, mm-hmm. Also in the same amount of time, she was also developing that website. So she right. was, we were still busy. She was very busy. <laughs> and trying to keep everything together and raise a kid yeah. and, and, yeah. and yeah. homeschooling was a big right. thing. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there listening going, yep, yep. It was a big thing. So yeah. So when things will say, get back quote unquote to normal, whatever that is, what's your next, I don't know, target or goal or kind of where do you want to, where do you want to work? We want to get a production facility that's outside of our house. Um, so that we have more room for ourselves and we have a place that if we wanted to hire some employees, that was the goal. And then all this happened and we kind of had to step away from it a little bit. And then 
we have a, a large enough home that we have a dedicated room right. uh, for what she does. And I do a lot of my stuff in the basement. Um, but yeah, our goal is to get a dedicated facility, maybe not far from here. And uh, yeah, that's, that's one of the things. Also, just keep your head above water because mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen in the fall. So mm-hmm. we're really trying, you know, working hard now. You know, we were lucky enough to have a little bit of savings. Uh, so it helped buffer everything. Uh, like I was saying before, a lot of people, uh, if they were really new, didn't have that uh, option. So uh, it's just putting your yeah. head down, trying to get through it, really. Yeah, we were talking on the weekend. I think my mom and dad were up and my wife, we were talking about it. It's sort of it's 2020. It's if you're getting through, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. Like that's that that's where we're at. Like, you're not. That's the way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Like in that. And yeah, if you're getting up and doing it again today and again tomorrow, you're doing great. And, and I think we talked about or we sort of touched on, it's kind of everybody looking and, you know, working to support each other, especially in our communities, because we need to make sure we're all doing well and all moving forward and getting ahead because we will get out of this. And it's sort of yes. when we do get out of this, it's still being able to, or making sure we work together to still be strong to help each other as we grow. So, um, I don't know my random thought for right now, but we're getting sort of near the end of things. And I don't want to, I don't want to take up a whole lot more of your time. Um, but there's been sort of a talk about, you know, staycations and learning and learning about your backyard and your hometown and your areas. And so, yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about either the tours or the products or things that you're offering now that people can kind of take up, take you up on uh, just to continue what you were saying and I'll tie it together with staycations as well. this year um, maybe more so than any other year uh, in a very very long time uh, it's important for people to realize what businesses they have around their community might be a little bit further out maybe a half an hour maybe 45 minutes to an hour um, and maybe if you're gonna you know buy something maybe look and see if anybody local makes that it's really easy to stay at home and order it off Amazon. And say, and oh, I'm already it. paying 10 bucks for Amazon prime. I might as well just buy from them. And you're like, yeah, it's really, it's really <laughs> easy to make Bezos uh, more rich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing, he's fine. Yeah. He's, he's going to be fine for a long period of time. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of businesses that, you know, they will, they will not survive this and they could survive it. And it just comes down to people like, we know we make a concerted effort. Everything that we get is as local as possible. And I don't remember the last thing I bought that was away from here. And you just have to be very cautious of what you're doing. Like we like to cook, but you know, if we can go out to the local restaurant and, and have a meal, um, it's going to help them that much more. Or if we can buy something from somebody local, it's going to help them a little bit more. And so we just want people to realize that it goes across the whole board every place in Nova Scotia, everywhere people are listening to this. Um, but we're also in Cumberland County. So, you know, for us, Cumberland, like in yourself, Cumberland County is, is important. So we do the, um, what was that? <laughs> I was just going to say, um, we're also at the Pugwash Farmer's Market. Um, oh, right. Okay. Weeks. Yeah. It's great to see people going there and supporting local as well. Yeah, and they have mm-hmm. protocols in place. It's very amazing. They've done a really good job. Mm-hmm. So, um, with the tours and the staycations, like I was saying a little while ago, we had a family come up. They stayed here in Joggins at one of the local bed and breakfasts on Friday night. And they spent all day in Joggins and they had a tour with us after we came back from the farmer's market. 
And then they made their way over to Powersboro and spent the night over there at another bed and breakfast. And then the next morning they spent time around Powersboro and spent money. And then in the afternoon we took another tour, a completely different tour. And then they made their way home mm-hmm. and they had an amazing time in Cumberland yeah. County. They were here Friday night, yeah. Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. and they are going to tell people how good of a time they had. Yeah. And you can't ask for better advertisement than that. Mm-hmm. That's perfect marketing because word about everybody knows this, but word about marketing is the best. And we're very much into repeat customers. We like um, meeting people that have the same uh, interest as we do. So, you know, for people coming, we have a bunch of different tours at different uh, price points. Okay. Um, we started doing virtual tours this year. Oh, people nice. That come into the province or maybe they just can't, maybe they don't want to leave the house right now. Or if you're um, somebody with limited mobility and can't get down on the beach. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we had a couple of ladies last week from the, from the Valley as well that were that exactly what you just said. Yeah. And what is amazing is, and they thought it was going to be a pre-recorded tour. Ah. And when they realized it was a live in-person tour and I was showing them things in real time, they were ecstatic. Oh, they were like, perfect. Did. So and, how did uh, you do that? Like, did you use zoom or a different program yes. or? Yeah, we have zoom with our, uh, with our cell phones and we have a really good, uh, uh, really good data uh, deals. So we didn't have to worry about that. So it's one of those things where we're doing the virtual tours. We're doing the, a lot of our tours this year are private tours. Okay. So because of 2020, yeah. uh, private tours are, are uh, people are liking them a lot because they don't have to, uh, not they don't want to be around other people. Yeah. It's just they feel much safer if they're with their family, their little bubble. And we're getting that a lot. So uh, we do uh, fossil tours here in Joggins, uh, the mineral tours in Powersboro. And, you know, there's really good deals being given out by some of these uh, accommodations if they're coming in from a little further away. But if you're in Amherst, this is a great day trip. You can do the loop um, around from Joggins and Advocate Harbor all the way to Powersboro and come back up. Um, there's so many options to see that geopark and to see our UNESCO World Heritage Site here. Yeah, and we so just, how often do you run your tours? Like, are there set times or what? It's almost every day. Okay. Um, so our booking site on our website, um, there's a digital calendar there, and you can pick the day that you want. And when you click on it, it will tell you what the tour time is for that day. I've already worked out all the tides and the best possible time to have that tour. Um, some days that you see that are blank, either those are taken already, mm-hmm. and a couple of them are ones that the, t- the tides just don't work out for that day. Right. And you so what's the booking site? What's your website now? It's actually fundytreasures.ca. Perfect. Very easy to learn. And all of our products are there as well. And um, we also do custom work. So we we work with, for people for weddings and uh, different events, if they want custom, say, a custom candle, or I also do custom uh, jewelry, people will send me their rocks and I'll make something with sterling silver and make it look, you know, as good as possible. Um, but it's really amazing. So many people like to go to the beach and they don't know what they they find it's one mm-hmm. of those kind of perfect avenues where they can get something made. Of. Yeah. yeah. That, that sounds great. So it's pretty much every day you're running tours yeah. down that way. Fundytreasures.ca. You can find the products, you can find tour schedules, all those, all those sorts of things. I think it's uh, on there as well. If anybody has any questions, um, you know, sometimes people, the, the, the date works, but the time doesn't work. But if they contact us, maybe we can work something out because there is a little bit of leeway on either side. Yeah. You don't want to be the, uh, yeah, we know the Bay of Fundy tides enough. You know, you don't mess around with them. You got Very true. <laughs> So 
I I appreciate both of you coming on and sharing sharing this. It's sort of like I said, I've kind of forgotten about Joggins and Parsboro and like going down that way. So kind of before we wrap up, do either of you have any sort of last thoughts or comments or anything else you'd sort of like to just share? It's a good question. I could talk <laughs> literally for another hour. No problem. Um, it's just more, more just if people have any questions, they can contact us at Fundy Treasures. Uh, it's one of those things where we're always here and we want people to enjoy the area. So if we can help them enjoy the area, they don't have to come and take a tour. But if they have a question about an area they'd like to go to, just ask. I have all the knowledge to, to pass it on and I can do that for them. I appreciate yeah. this. This is great. I'm, I'm, uh, I was thinking, I was going, geez, maybe we should get my nieces and nephews and, and we'll, we'll, we'll get them to come up and we'll go down and we'll go on a tour. Cause they're all that same age, six, seven, eight. And they would just, they're, right they're up there. they pick up stuff like crazy. And when you talked a little while ago about using, um, the, the vocabulary of science, there's a reason why they do that. The kids love it and they pick it up and they use it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we'd love to have you if you'd like to come. Oh, I think when I go home and tell my wife that I think we should go do this, she'll be, yeah, done. We're I'm in, I'm in. So that's perfect. You'll, yeah. I was going to say, you'll see me sometime this summer for sure. So perfect. I appreciate you both coming on. I hope, um, you know, now that Atlantic bubbles open up, you get lots of other tourists and a lot of people down and otherwise people find you at fundytreasures.ca. So perfect. So thank you very much, Brian. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you once again for Brian and Laura for coming on and sharing your background, your stories, and what you're doing with Fundy Treasures. Uh, I've, I've made the commitment and my goal is to still get down there sometime this year and do one of the tours. And I think you should try as well. So again, uh, one last favor. If you could log on to Apple Podcasts and leave me a rating and a review, it won't cost you anything, but it really helps me out on uh, getting the show and promoted and the podcast shared some more. So I'd really appreciate it if you could do that. Otherwise, have a great week, and we'll be back uh, next week with another interview.